Welcome back to Risk Check Podcast, episode 25. Yep. The gang is back together again. This time it's just us. Um, this episode is special, but before we get into that, let's introduce ourselves. For those who are listening, uh, my name is Perry. I'm and Ben. There we go. And I'm Rashawn. And we make up Risk Check Podcast. This is episode 25. 25. 25. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Been in front of this thing 25 times. We yes. in too deep. We, yeah, yeah, facts. <laughs> <laughs> no going back. Um, this episode is uh, a special one, something we've never done before. We fielded a bunch of questions uh, via social media. Uh, and this episode is dedicated to our viewers and our listeners. And we're going to answer some questions tonight. So this episode is called 21 Questions, though it may be more or less, uh, depending on, on how much time we take uh, to get through these. But before that, uh, we've got to have our honorary wrist check. So, <laughs> the man who never repeats a watch. That's why you looked at it's me only, like that. It's only appropriate <laughs> yeah. that we start with you. Uh, so, Rashawn Smith, what do you have for us today, sir? Oh, man. I feel like this season, this season definitely has highlighted um, that I don't repeat a watch. Um, you did that to yourself. Yeah, so. you did. You <laughs> put the pressure on. Um, so, of course, you know, I feel like uh, Mike Jordan winning the 4 5, coming back and, you know, doing it again. Um, I am rocking the Diving Star 600T Doxa. Respect. Um, this one is actually really cool. And uh, our good friend Ram would approve. Definitely. Ram would definitely approve. You've been talking approve. about buying one since you we have. You've this. been talking about Doxa for a minute. So I have been talking about Doxa for a minute. Um, at first, I was talking about the 300 Caribbean Caribbean dial. Mm. Um, but I felt like you know the Caribbean is cool, but I needed something spicy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so what not in the summer? You know, New York City summer, than to have like a, a yellow watch. Sure. Um, so I went with the, uh, the Diving Star. The name is cool, too. Um, it's very vibrant. It's very legible. Um, I can't wait to take this on vacations and go swimming and, and, and really purpose this thing. Um, also, too, wanted to keep it to the true essence of the steel bezel. Mm -hmm. um, the ceramic is aesthetically pleasing. I, I'd like the steel more. But I, was just, I think the steel is nice to look at. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, the steel is pretty nice to look at. Um, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. Um, you know, I'm excited that I that I actually, you know, I have acquired this piece and, and just look to Ram, make so many. Ram will be praising the heavens when he hears this. Yes. He's going to be very happy. Well, no, the funniest thing is, like, I, so when Did I acquired this, I told him. Oh, you messed up. Oh, nice. I was <laughs> like, so I, so I, I sent him a text, and I was like, proud. I was like, Proud new owner of a Doxa. What'd he say? And he, like, lost it. Yeah. <laughs> they call you Funny enough, so he owns this same piece, but he has the... Yellow? The, he, yeah, he has the Diving Star, but he's got the ceramic. Nice. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, you have the... That's a steel bezel. That's a steel bezel. I actually prefer the steel. Yeah, we yeah, like no, unanimous on that. I think it's cleaner. That, yeah. Yeah, it is cleaner. Yeah, just design-wise, but I'm not mad at the ceramic. But I do. I prefer the the steel on that one. Yeah, this it's is good. This is amazing. The yellow is nice, man. Super yeah. legible. Still feels like Key West to me. <laughs> Makes me very happy. Uh, I can't wait to own a Doxa. I am after one. I'm, I'm probably gonna get the the 300 professional. Yeah. Uh, on the bracelet. 
but it. that's exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Everybody talks about the thickness. It is it thick. It, but it's not bad. I was going to say, it's as, not uh, bad. As Dime Peace would say, that is the thick boy. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Brent. Shout out to Brent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. Ben, what do you have for us? I'm wearing the Clemente Oris. Respect. I wore it last week for the first time in a while. Mm. And it I looks a, good, man. I it had a great. pretty good, like, lucky day. Yeah. So I was like, fuck it. Let's repeat again. that. And I've had a good day today, so yeah. I can't complain. Respect. Nice. The, uh, the strap looks good, man. The strap's aged so much. It's aged so much. Very nice. And you can even see on, that, on the, the opposite side yeah. that it's still aging. And it's still a little bit more, you know, patina. Yeah, that's that's, gotta go that's not the side that, you, like, you touch enough. Because it's not the side that you loop through the, you know, exactly. the keeper and the, the buckle and all that the stuff. The patina on the strap makes the watch that much more appealing. Oh, yeah. yes, it does. It looks really, really nice. Yeah, the contrast. Really, it really makes it unique. It makes it my watch. It's tight, man. It's I, really, I really like that. It's nice. Shout out to VJ again. Shout out to VJ. Shout We're going to see him soon. All right. they, they're having an event in New York City we'll be part of. So very Looking excited to, to attend. Uh, can't wait. It's later this month. Um, I'm doing something I've never done before. Repeating a watch back-to-back episodes. Mm. I am still wearing the Rolex Daytona with the ceramic dial. The 116-500LN. Um, I haven't taken it off. I've been wearing it for a week straight. I'm not a, a big Daytona dude. You are now. <laughs> I think I am now. So the reason why, it's not necessarily because it is a Daytona, but what I've realized is the reason why I keep going back to this watch and I'm wearing it so much, uh, the proportions. It feels like a vintage Rolex. It feels like a vintage Rolex that you can wear every single day. That you can wear every like and not think about it. And it's, I, I will admit, I know we give Rolex a lot of flack. It's nice to wear a Rolex every day and not think about it being a Rolex. Yeah. There's something to that. Yeah. Especially with the in the black dial, though it's it's obviously it's not the one that's the the most sought after. Everyone wants the white dial. Yeah. That's also what makes it kind of appealing because it goes under the radar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I can kind of wear this around and like it's sort of like if you know you know. I love when it peeks out the wrist. Like when you wear it and it comes out your wrist is like Yeah. That's that's a flag. It's nice. <laughs> it's nice. I'm not gonna lie. It's nice. And the the but the proportions are really what do it for me. It's 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 a very modest case size in thickness and case width. The lug to lug, it feels and wears like a vintage Rolex. Yes. Uh, which I think is key to the Daytona. They haven't really. It hasn't, it hasn't, hasn't really changed. changed. It hasn't yeah. really changed. And it just it it feels nice. It's understated, but it still is what it is. You know, if you see it, you uh, it's a Daytona. It's a Daytona. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I I am I am really enjoying this. I've been wearing this for about a week, and um, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, really, really enjoying this. So, uh, shout out to John. Um, Wrist and Co. Uh, this is his watch, and he 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 he's let me take it for a spin, and very very appreciative. It's it's this is quite an experience. I'm John enjoying John it. Shout out to John John. Shout out to John John. Shout out to John John. So we got some questions to answer. Uh, let's dive right into it. Uh, well, before that, actually, I want to give a shout out. Um, to one of our followers and supporters, uh, 
gentleman named Tom who started a company called Hercali. Uh, Tom sent us this awesome watch case. It's good. It's very nice. Very nice. Open it up. Pretty sick. Um, so thank you, John. John just started this company, Hercali. This is one of their first samples. Um, and it's quite nice. I will definitely be using this. John, uh, the guys are a little upset at me because there's three of us and there's only, there's only one, one of case. these. <laughs> only one case. So we got to figure that out. But um, yeah, what, what am I supposed to do with my 25 watches? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the case is, is premium. It's nice. Um, this one in particular holds will hold three watches and you can take the pieces out. Really, really cool. Yeah, Very appreciative. Snap right into place, super convenient. It's ultimate ultimate travel case. If you're going on an extended vacation, you want to take a couple of pieces with you. So shout out to Tom for that. And uh, Ben and Rashawn will be waiting for their two in the mail. Uh, so shout out to her, Callie. And hopefully we can have you on the show soon. Uh, send us some more stuff and we'll do some reviews and maybe even some videos for social. So shout out to her, Callie. Um, now... 21 questions. Yes. Let's do it. So the first question um, comes from Jacket, at Jacket Required on Instagram. And uh, we got some good questions tonight. Really good questions. We got some good questions. Yeah, we, we, we ran the gambit on this. We, we did. This, and this idea uh, actually came from one of our supporters. Yeah, from John Tam. So shout out to John. Uh, but getting right into it. So jacket required. He asked, uh, what was your first watch purchase and why? Um, do either of you guys remember? I remember. What, what was your, what was your first watch purchase? A black and green G-Shock. Respect. Yeah. I was do you 14. remember which model? Uh, I don't actually. Okay. It was the one we were all wearing in high school. Mm. We can all visualize it. Yeah. Sure. So it was a shiny black case, lime green dial. What made you green. get it? It was just trendy at the time. Sure. That's how we all started with watches. I mean, us Absolutely. growing up, how we grew up, it was G-Shock, right? Yeah. G-Shock was a thing. You know, yeah, you wanted to be was. cool in high school, you had to get a G-Shock. Facts. And I remember, like, I was saving up some bread for, like, two months. Mm. And I spent a buck 20 on it. Which was a lot for us back then. Really, yeah, it was Heck 14. Yeah. And then I realized... What fools in school was doing was going to Queen Center Mall sure. and going to the stands and climbing sure. them for forty a pop. Wow! Because dudes was coming to school double wrist and G shocks back then. I was like, ain't no way you just spent two forty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Cause I seen how you come to school with them sneakers on your feet. Now I spend the two forty on some G shocks. Shade. Yeah. So I have I have I had the same G Shock on. Feet for pieces like six have to be months. correct too. Yes. And it's crazy because I had the same G Shock on my wrist in high school for like six months. And dudes would be like, yo, you got the same watch on all the time. It's like, yeah, because I got a real one. There we go. And so that was the comeback. I didn't realize that people were knocking off G Shock. Yeah, well you yeah. can always tell it was a fake G Shock because the color would rub off. So then when, we, when we caught on to that, by that, that first winter. You take your thumb and you just like. Yeah. If you do, oh, if you do it for long enough, it will come off. So like by that first winter in high school, when we realized that dudes is rocking the G-Shock every now and then, and you see the color starts to get a little grittier. Yeah. It starts to fade a little more. Oh, that's that fufu. 
It's the fufu. Yeah. It's the fugazi. You got the fufu G shot. The fufu G shot. That's how we realize. We the shock fufu. We know where you got the fufu. <laughs> and then you know where you're getting it from because you see everybody's Friday after school, Saturday, Sunday, hopping on that bus. Uh, at Queen Center Mall. At Grand Street, going straight to Queen Center Mall. We got to have, ha- have Derek on the show. Derek Mon. I'm sure Mon. he knows about that back he in the day. He definitely does. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Derek Mon. Shout out to Derek. Um... I remember my, my first was also a G-Shot. I had watches before, mm-hmm. but the first watch that I purchased uh, was probably probably about 10 years ago, maybe a little over 10 years ago. It was a G-Shock DW6900 model. Yeah. BAPE collaboration. Oh, wow. It nice. was when BAPE was hot. And um, I, had, uh, I, I was working for Pharrell at the time. And uh, G-Shock was super hot in the streets of Soho. And Bape was on fire. And it just seemed like a natural fit. So I, I copped a, a Bape uh, G-Shock. What it looked like? First camo G-Shock? It was all black. No, this one was all black. And uh, if you know the DW9, the DW6900 model, it has that, that center button mm-hmm. for the... Uh, for the light? Yes. I think we had the same one then. Yeah. We probably had the probably. same Probably. And so, but when you would light it in the main portion that showed the time, there was an ape head. It had a red ape head. Yeah. Those came in a bunch of colors. I had one of those. They did come in a bunch of colors. I got the simple black one so I could wear it. Red one. It's nice. They came in some. They did. They did. They did a lot. Yeah. 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 They did a bunch. They did a bunch. I was. I was after a Bapex for a while. And if you know anything about Bapex, Bapex was Bape's version of of a Rolex. It was a knockoff Rolex that they made. Automatic watch, Japan made, probably with a Seiko movement. Yeah. If we're being honest. Um, but they were really cool. They were. They were super. People cool. still rocking Bapex. People are still wearing Bapex. Yeah, yeah, Um, but that was that was my first one. I still have it. I think. Uh, I actually think my dad wears it. He stole it from me. Yeah, he uses it. Wow. Um, Do you use it on the grill? Maybe he probably does. <laughs> he probably does. He probably does. Uh, but that was the first watch I purchased, and I purchased it because it, it just seemed appropriate. I was involved in streetwear at that time, and um, my interest in fashion and design uh, was expanding, and naturally uh, that uh, progressed towards timepieces and the lowest hanging fruit for me. That you know, it was G-Shock. Yeah. That was what was popular at the time, and. And I still love G-Shock as a brand. I still I still purchase their watches. I have G-Shocks. Uh, I, incredible, durable, uh, timepieces, indestructible. Carbon almost. core guard, baby. Facts. Yeah. Ain't yeah. nothing breaking that. Yeah, no, seriously. What about you, Rashawn? Um, that I could remember, I definitely have to say an Iron Man. So okay, I t- Timex Iron Man. I had a Timex Iron Dope. Man. Um, I remember for anybody that's... Um, that's from Brooklyn or at least familiar with Brownsville. Um, one of the most like like one of the most iconic stores on Pickin Avenue was um, Smart Kids. Okay. So Smart Kids was this shop. It was like a one stop shop for everything. But it was like you had like toys, you had watches, you had video games. I actually used to po- collect pocket knives from there. Mm. And it was funny that too. Because, dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because I was I was probably like 10, 11 years old and like my mom didn't know and used to be able to buy a pocket you could buy a pocket knife for like a dollar. Mm. Yeah, the little little tiny the, little, joints. the little tiny like joints. an inch and a half long. I remember those. So um I used to collect pocket knives and I used to collect um <laughs> digital watches from small kids. So funny. 
Um, you're like the perfect REI client. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. Like yeah. I just like collect just like weird stuff. Um, but I remember, you know, my my dad had a had an Iron Man as well as as, as well as a Rolex. But mm. you know what he wore to work, or like when he was doing like his heavy maintenance or heavy lifting, was an Iron Man watch. And I remember I used to take it from him all the time. He was like, Sean, like I need my like I need my work watch. And he gave me money to go ahead and buy my own watch. Mm. So that that was like really, really cool from what I could what I could remember. My my the first watch that I was able to purchase was an Iron Man. Tight. I actually never owned one of those. I always yeah, wanted yeah. one. Yeah. I actually still want one. I would love an Iron Man time. Amazing. Cause you know it still has that Velcro strap yeah. kind of like mm-hmm. Like um like the setup of the Moose Watch. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna check those out. On it's eBay like a one piece. Yeah, something. You probably they probably did some crazy ones. I'm sure because they did like a lot of really cool like color schemes and and uh, I know they did some licensing stuff too mm-hmm. with that Iron Man line. Uh, Timex should should bring that back. That was pretty popular. I actually saw one recently. Yeah. Yeah, there was a young kid that I know. He was wearing one. He showed me. I was I was looking at his wrist. I was like, what the heck is that? He was like, oh, it's Iron Man Timex. It was like Sick. gold and black colored. Sick. It was nice. It was kind of crazy. Sick. It was dope. Uh, collecting knives is something that me and you have in common too. Yes. I went through a period where I was collecting a lot of knives. Yeah, you Just, had a lot. You had a lot of pocket knives. I still do. I have a lot of pocket knives. Uh, some ornate stuff. I have. Um, I have a bunch of crazy stuff. I have a, a bunch of Laols, French knives. Yeah. Um, a couple of James knives. Mm-hmm. Rashawn just got a James knife. James knives are cool. Yeah. I have uh, I had a Sabenza. Sabenza was tight. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the thing. You know, when you collect watches, you, you usually collect a bunch of other things, too. Yes. Um, so let's go on to the next one. Uh, that was fun. Uh, what does a watch symbolize in your life? And why are watches so important to you? This is from Fiotski. Fiatoski, that's my Fiatoski? boy. Fiatoski? Oh, you know him, okay. We just call him Feet. Feet, yeah, okay. That was funny because... That's, that's the name on the streets. I was... Because I was wondering, I said, yo, who is this yeah. guy? Like, I was like, man, we we, we have that's like some... That's my boy Feet from Philly. No, no, Feet. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I was like, man... How do you pronounce does it? Does anybody have connections to him? Fiatoski is the Fiatoski. name. Fiatoski. Yeah. Fiatoski. Yeah. Feet. Feet. No, shout All out right, to respect. Feet. Why, what, what, does, what does a watch symbolize in your life and, and why is it so important to you? Either one of you want to take that on? Yeah. Um, sure. For me, um, a watch symbolizes um, a period in my life, mm. whether it's highs, lows. Um, so far, at this point in my life, collecting watches has um, mirrored success. Okay. Um, I remember when there was a time when I couldn't afford to buy a watch. Mm-hmm. I remember when there was a time when I could afford to buy at least 25 of them. definitely couldn't afford to buy 25 of them but it was just more like you know i acquire watches based on the time period that's going on in my life Mm. you know the same way how i acquired this one how i'm probably gonna acquire the next one just continuing to elevate and build the collection and you see where you are as you look at these and marvel over these pieces um it's so important because of the simple fact that it's something that you'll never, ever, ever be able to forget. Mm. Because time is everything. Mm-hmm. Time is what we stand on. 
Time is what we live by. Time is what we measure. Mm -hmm. It's everything. Yeah, I think if, if everyone can kind of think about it for a second and take a step back and look at the general picture of like a watch, it's literally man's conquest of time. Sure. Like time's definitely, we can say it's a construct of where it wants to be because it always changes with or without us, right? Mm. It's something that we can't control. And what did we do? We mechanized it and put it on our wrist. Yep. Facts. Or made a clock. <laughs> or made a pocket watch. Yeah. This is the only way that as, you know, humanity or as like a species or whatever that we can have a semblance of control over this. Yeah. And I think that kind of gives us a security in some sense. A little bit. Yeah. For sure. And like Rashawn said, it's like you can look at your watch collection and see where you were and mm -hmm. where you are. Yeah. That's, and where you're going. At the end of the day, the even without the watch, yeah. that's time. Facts. So we mark exactly. it Absolutely. the wristwatch or the timepiece. Absolutely. Um, for me, there's definitely that aspect to it. Um, it's important to me because... They are markers at different points in my life. Mm -hmm. um, usually a watch purchase um, encapsulates a, an occasion or a milestone for me. Um, there's another side to it that I enjoy. I think where my passion comes from for collecting timepieces is in understanding that we actually don't need them today. Yeah. Right? Like, we're inundated with various forms of media and tools that help us keep track of time that you actually don't need to wear a watch. So there's something about wearing a watch that ties me back to the past, again, playing on time, that mm -hmm. I enjoy. Yeah. It's when I wear a watch and I read the time, it reminds me of all the people um, that were important to me that wore watches. It also makes it, it feel real, I think. It makes it feel real, but it also, like, it reminds me of my grandfathers. It reminds me of different uh, male figures in my life that were important. My father, um, you know, other relatives, cousins, uncles, brothers. It reminds me of, of friends you know, people that I know that wore watches. So every time I look at a watch, remember the time, I, I, on more than one occasion, at least daily, a couple times a day, if not once a day, I think about somebody mm -hmm. that I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. And um, it does that for me. And that's part of the reason why I enjoy it and why it's important to me. And for the most part, particularly my grandfathers, both of them, they both wore watches. They grew up in a time where they, they, they didn't have all of these um, tools or assets gadgets, at their disposal yeah. to gadgets, you know, to, to measure time. You had to wear a watch if you wanted to know what time it was. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my grandfather having a, a clock in his car, which was a luxury. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, my right? If you had a clock in your car, you were doing it. My, <laughs> no, my grandfather, to the day he died, had a catalog de Ville, mm -hmm. and that thing had a clock in it. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, you know, um, Doc said at one point, um, did all the clocks that were in uh, Mercedes-Benz vehicles. I had no clue. Yeah. yeah. So this is very relative. That's fine. That's <laughs> dope. Here we go. Wait, wait, wait. I haven't done this in a while. Yeah, the more you know. The, the rainbow. <laughs> the rainbow. Uh, but that's why, that's why it's important to me. What about you, Ben? Uh, I mean, aside from what I said earlier, I think it just, again, it makes it feel real for me. Hmm. It's like 
time is this like crazy complicated thing that literally changes every year changes every hour like you need to even the calendar right the calendar is a way to control time yeah having that on my wrist makes it seem like i have a semblance of control and i know what i'm doing and i Mm -hmm. can schedule things and i'm organized i can get keep my shit together facts yeah it's just a constant reminder of that yeah big time for sure um this next question i like a lot and i think this is going to be a lot of fun this comes from uh blake bedoya uh on instagram blake underscore bedoya uh who's a big supporter of of the podcast and he asks what's one watch you love that is generally considered to be unpopular or ugly (laughs) i love that question (laughs) so i'll i'll go i'll let me take this on first because uh, and if you've been watching the podcast or listening, um, it might not come as a surprise, but the Tudor P01. <laughs> I love this watch. Yes. It's a good watch. Yes. I hate the strap. Yes. But I love the watch. It's an oddball of a watch. Yes. Most people I talk to hate it. They don't get it. They, they don't, don't understand, understand it. it. They're they just like, it. what the heck is up with you in this piece? Yeah. I think it's fire. Yeah, I think it's fire, and uh, I would love to own one, and I probably need to pick one up soon before it's discontinued. Yeah, I, I think, can't believe I it's, it's still in the line. Well, it's because disappears. people people just don't know the story of it just being a prototype for the U.S. Navy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's literally what P zero one means, by the way. Yep. Yeah. Prototype one. Yes. Prototype one, and for them to go ahead and and put that out there, I think is really cool. Um, ironically. I don't know of any other brands that have that kind of correlation. And, like, um, you know, we always give two to their props because they are very daring. They do the things that, like, their big brother can't do. Yes. Um, the, the only brand that has actually made a prototype a real watch is, I think, one of their biggest competitors, which, like, stands side by side by them, probably produces just as many watches as they do. Um, would be Omega with the okay, Ultra Deep. Sh- sure, yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, the Ultra Deep was a prototype in 2009 mm-hmm. for Victor Vescovo yeah. and his deep sea excavations mm-hmm. and went even deeper than the deep sea. Yes, than the James Cameron. Facts. Um, I mean, the fact knocks that. Knocks it out the park. Knocks it out the park yeah. by like, not even like. I mean, it goes 20,000 feet. 20, feet. Thousands of feet. Yeah. Thousands of feet. Now, if I can quote Bryn, that is that's the, the thick, thick boy. boy. Yeah, that's, that's the thick boy. That's the hoochie daddy. Yes. But you know what I mean? Like, it makes sense why you would love that timepiece because it's like, it is the oddball of the group. It's the one that everybody goes, you like that? I love it. And oh, that's, I love and it. And that's your I response. It's fire. And it's amazing. It's so dope. So tasteful. It's so dope. So it's just tasteful. so different. It's strange, weird, yeah. Yeah. quirky. Yes. Uh, and I go for those things. I like things that are a bit left, a little obscure. Yes. Um, it it checks all those boxes for me. I need to I need to get one this year. Yeah. I got to figure that out. I mean, it's not like you can't <laughs> wait, get one. <laughs> yeah, you can walk. You, wait, hold on, not hold on. running out me of and the case. Ben, you know how to get one. I know. <laughs> <laughs> We, we made we made a yeah sure, we had a yeah. moment just I know, I know. Yeah. telepathically. <laughs> wait wait hold on. In the words of Tommy Valenti, 
I got a guy. I got a guy. <laughs> sure, facts. Shout out to Tommy. Just Shout out to Tommy. <laughs> uh, what about you guys? I don't know, man. I don't think any watch I like is ugly. Okay. <laughs> I think, well, yeah, I think in terms think, of like what people, what I other think, people well, think well, about well, it. That's what I'm about to get at. Sure. I think if you think something I like is ugly, you just have no taste. You're the problem. I feel the same way about the P01. Yeah, so then I'm done. But I know that people feel that way about it. Sure. And to be fair, the P01 is a very polarizing piece. Sure. I don't think I have that. I don't know. You don't have a polarizing I, I, piece. Mm -mm. Interesting. I think. What it's would just, be what would what would be the most polarizing piece that you think? I don't what? even know. Oh, you know what? Probably that crazy ass Omega I tried on at the boutique. Oh, yeah. Which one? X33. X33. That it's is polarizing. I showed that to a lot of people and they were like, what the fuck is that? And there I'm like, you what do you mean? A lot that, of people watch that watch about that. that watch is crazy. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful you know what it is watch. Too? It's great. A lot of people feel away about that because they don't feel like it's luxury. It's so complicated. It and is. It's so but simple. because it's when digital, it, yeah. they're like, ah. But it's crazy because there's mechanical aspects to it. 100%. Like, exactly. Thing that has watch a, is the same. It has a digital chronograph. How you think the chronograph runs? There's mechanics. That's a fire watch. It on the digital screen. On that is a fire it's watch. so crazy. Yeah. That's a good one. You know what? Thank you. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's, that's a good that's one. That's a crazy one. That's actually a really good I one. I saw Everyone one of those I showed recently. That to it, they were like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. it was like you wearing a spider. I was it like, looks, "That's great." Yeah, but that's a, it. That. Looks exactly like a spider. I was like, it looks great. great on his wrist too. It's dope. Yeah, yeah, we went so to you the, know what? There you yeah. go. X thirty three. What about yeah. you, Rashawn? Oh man, um, I mean, but you guys should know this because you shared your P zero one. You know, I'm going with the turquoise op. That's what. That no is, one thinks that's ugly. No, you guys or thought it was unpopular. ugly and you guys gave the, me grief the, about it. We gave you grief because you said it's not an unpopular Listen, watch. We That's what we're talking this about. This is the most exactly. highly coveted watch. Yeah, what the hell are you talking about? Of, no, of no, the last, but it wasn't. Like but five no, no, years. But when I said it was high, no, when I said it was the most highly coveted watch. No, no, no. You no, said it you, wasn't the most highly coveted. We no, said there's no hype around it. That's where the beef started. That's no, 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 no. I said there's no hype. I said there's no hype around Rolex. You said there's no hype. Man, listen. <laughs> we gotta roll the footage. Yeah, we gotta roll, roll the footage. We'll roll back the footage. We gotta roll back. Matter of fact, footage. pause time. This is when we roll we back the roll footage. Back. This watch went from what was it trading at before? Seventeen. Seventeen. Seventeen to twenty grand. Okay, let's seventeen say, to twenty. Say, even let's say let's say twenty. Let's okay. say it's trading for twenty. Let's say twenty. Patek drops fifty. Yes. So there's a whole bunch of people that didn't want it before. Who now want? They're it. now like, well, I can't get the Patek. But I still want a Tiffany colored blue dial. But I mean, but the thing is this, I've heard stories and I know a reputable source that has told me that someone has brought that blue dial for 45 grand. Which one? The the, the 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 um the Rolex. The Rolex. The Rolex. Sure. I think there's a lot of people. So paying they, for but that my now. thing but is that's, this that's though. All because so of hold on. But the thing is this though, the fact that it can still continue to climb. Is not. And people that's the are actually investing in it. I think that speaks volumes. I'm not sure those people are investing in anything. You're never gonna get fifty grand back for this watch. But I don't but You're no, but my thing is this though. The that's the simple fact that they want that. the watch though. I think so. This, they this want the never, watch. This is never gonna I, I, if you can spend fifty thousand dollars on a watch, it's, that means you really want it. The you way really I, I want think, it. I think I think because I remember <laughs> I remember I said there's no hype. I said there's no hype behind Rolex. You dug a hole for yourself. I said there's no hype behind Rolex. Pick all right. I feel you. We gonna end it right there. Pick a different watch. Different watch. <laughs> <laughs> a timepiece that I that that I think that is not that aesthetically pleasing, or for the so, record too. Or our, our our production crew 
just bawled out laughing. Because <laughs> they know that, like, come on. All right. I'm, there's plenty of watches that you like that I don't. You could pick one easily. Um, <laughs> Q, Q I mean, the, the thing is, like, there's a lot of, I, I don't know. I mean, I was, I, to be honest, I don't think any watches I choose is ugly either, just like you were saying. I mean, sure, but we're not talking about, obviously, the, 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 the you like other, it, but you know that you know that other people are, yeah. feel a way about it. I couldn't answer that. Electricians. That's, yeah. Well, yeah. You like a lot of things that I think yeah, a lot of people yeah. would not like. Yeah. That's I what I'm saying. I but think the they thing respect is like, you for it, but they don't like it. That's what I'm saying. A lot of people respect me for the, the watches the that I choose, but nobody ever has told me, like, yo, I don't like your watch. I think it's I ugly. think people respect that. People, 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 <laughs> people. probably just been. People, I think people respect the fact that you that genuinely love yeah. timepieces and that you, you don't discriminate. Yeah. I think people admire that about you. But. They would not rock an electrician. <laughs> <laughs> They'd yeah. be like a who? What? A fake G Shock? <laughs> I got it. Listen, Why you know what? If I, yeah. you know what? When I do repeat a watch, that's the first watch I'm gonna repeat. Do it. I, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna put you onto electricians. I think electricians is fire. I love electricians. I think it's dope. Yeah, I like their more uh, dystopian stuff. But see, that's the thing. That's why I can't think of. I can't think of a watch. Be, no, because like we're but in the, our but, old, but here's the thing. Remember I don't how, listen to the white noise. I listen. I feel you, and I, and I respect it. But remember how, like, I think it was when we were. We talk about Ricardo a lot, but I, you know, I, I love, love Ricardo because he, he's great and he has an amazing perspective. Um, but I think it was it was similar to something he said, where it's like understanding. Oh no, actually, you know what. It was Ricardo, but it was also Rafa. Yes. This was Rafa's main point that Ricardo emphasized to a degree. Uh, learning how to appreciate a watch. Without that's not for you. Without having to own it. Without having to own it. Yeah. And that's how I feel about electricians. Like when I saw electricians, I was like, I like this. I think it's great. I'm never going to buy one. Because I know I'm not going to wear it. Yeah. Same. And that's it. I know I'm not going to really wear I'm not going to wear that. But I like it. And I think electricians is fire. Yeah, it's great. I just know I'm not going to wear it. But I also know a lot of people are probably like, eh. Yeah. But they probably feel the same way about Studio Underdog. Yeah. And I would wear a Studio Underdog. You think people feel that way about Studio Underdog? I do. Underdog? I do. Yeah. I think there, a lot of people always, that we know. I think people that a lot of people that we know feel that way. They would not rock a Studio Underdog. But. They like it. And appreciate they, it. they do like it. Okay. I would wear one. Well, I, I think, think, I think, I think also, too. Okay. This is this is this is where I'm gonna call a spade a spade. I think most people that collect watches don't have style. I think a lot of people would agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> we already know what it is. If somebody wears a Daytona, they're probably in the bad suit. Hey, hey, hey! Not anymore, Paisan. <laughs> Paisan. There we go. Well, I mean, but... Valenti would be proud of that one. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Valenti. Um, I mean. Not to like call anybody out or like, you know, I think, you know, right now, especially when we sat down with Tom, you're starting to see that, you know, fashion icons or guys that rock, you know, streetwear are starting to collect watches. Before it wasn't that. If you wore a nice timepiece, you always wore a suit. Sure. And then when you were outside of your suit. You ain't wear a watch. You didn't wear a watch. So this is something that's coming up a lot. And it's like, uh, and we, we've been talking about it to some companies that we're talking to. 
and dealing with. But like, it keeps coming up. Like, how do you style a watch? Yeah, which is 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 an interesting conversation because I feel like though we do style watches, yes, it it comes from a place for us that's very natural mm-hmm. because I think the three of us are we're fashion first. Right, um, kind of in tune. We have our, our our finger on the pulse. We know what's happening, but we also have our own style. We have our own aesthetic, and we're very comfortable in our skin. Yes, and so we're unafraid to mix highs and lows, and to play with you know contrasting ideas and juxtaposition. Like I'm I'm literally wearing like a thirty thousand dollar watch on my wrist with like a vintage flannel and some New Balance shorts. And a lot of, like, 10 years ago, people would be like, what? what's going on? What's going on? But today, yeah. it's okay because yeah. of where fashion is going and the blurred lines between, like, high fashion and, like, streetwear and highs and lows. And um, so I think today it's, it's a different conversation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of what, what we were talking about with Tom that I think is so cool. And I think that's... That's one of the things that we bring to the table in terms of a podcast that people actually enjoy is like, you know, the, the visual sensibility. Yes. Did I, I, did I put the nail in the coffin with that one? No, you, definitely, you definitely did. You put again. You definitely took, took the air out of the room. And that's the thing is like, you know, if you thought, even if you thought about it, most of the guys that we know that like own like all these big boy watches, like, they need some help in the fashion department. In the style department? Yeah. Exactly. That's, I mean, that's okay. Man, that's, and, and, but that's okay, yeah. too. Um, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's like, you know, when you have us coming into the game, we set different standards. Sure. Absolutely. And, but that's also what's fun about it, right? Is like to, to wear like yeah. a, a Daytona and to dress it down. The fun thing about it is it's a sports how watch. do you style the watch? How do you style like the watch? Like in sports in terms of like, you know, where the, the category came from is leisure. Yes. I mean, I, I feel leisurely. Mm-hmm. That's my lifestyle. I want to be comfortable. Yeah. Leisure. Luxury. Let's blend the two. Let's mix the worlds. They should be one and the same. Yeah. In my world. Yeah. Um... But that was fun. Okay, so we getting technical now. We getting, te- uh, we getting <laughs> so technical. this question Thanks, is, is for you because uh, I know your you, your love and appreciation mm-hmm. for this topic. Um, I am my, not so knowledgeable. This is also my second favorite complication. It is that? yes, oh, you yeah. mentioned before. So uh, the homie John C Tam, uh, and that is his Instagram handle. If you want to follow him. He is a watch collector and a, and a big supporter of, of the show. We appreciate him. And this show was his idea. It was. Shout out to John. Shout again. out to John. John uh, so we're doing your week. show, Very and the show is dedicated to you, John. Uh, but we, got, we finally got to his question. His question is, why is a minute repeater so special, and why are they so expensive, more so than perpetual calendars? So... Minute repeaters, bit of a history lesson on minute repeaters. Sure. They existed before watches did in a traditional sense, technically. Okay. You got to (coughs) remember, 
uh, the oldest like watch or wristwatch clock manufacturer, everyone call them in the world is Blanc Pond. They've been around since the late 1700s. Thanks. Right? So they were making clocks. Mm -hmm. The thing is, back in those days, there was no consistent source of light. You had candles and you had daylight. That's no right. electricity. None. So that means no digital clocks. That means there's no way to power something. There's no nothing, right? Yep. You either had a very expensive object that Blanc Pond made for you, which <laughs> not a lot of people could afford. Facts. Or you listen to church bells. There we go. There you go. That's how you figured out what time it was. Church bells ring once an hour. Yep. In most places, at least. Mm -hmm. In New York, not so much. Yeah. Everywhere else, yes. So, for example, Jaeger Lecoutre. Can you repeat that for me, Rashawn? Jaeger Lecoutre. There we go. Jaeger <laughs> made a minute repeater. Well, I want to say it made a minute repeater, but before Jaeger was founded as a watch manufacturer in 1833, mm. they were making music boxes. I know that. They yes. were making Which sound. I think is an incredible like right. history lesson. Yeah. So That's awesome. Jaeger was doing this before they were making watches. Yes, mm -hmm. they were. Patek made their first minute repeater in 1924. Yep. Mm -hmm. And again, if you didn't have constant source of light, how could you tell time? There was no loom. Mm -hmm. You'd watch to set it for you. Yep. Yeah. You had a set of bells and gongs that tell you the first bell would strike every hour on the hour when mm -hmm. you wanted it to. The second set of gongs would be every quarter hour, so 15, 30, 45, and then the next hour. Yes. And then every petite gong after that would be the minute following the quarter hour. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's a very interesting way to tell time. Also extremely complex to make. Yeah. Yes. Super complex. There's a bunch of wire, and again, you have to tune. You have to tune a essentially a, a fork to you're making music yeah they have to all sound different so you yeah, can distinguish exactly. uh so one sound from the other i'm not the a time. watchmaker but if i had to guess minute repeaters are really fucking hard to make very yeah. time consuming perpetual but, calendars mm -hmm. are a series of cogs yes. which if you're a watchmaker you already have experience with it's really just figuring out where to put the disc in place you can churn them out yeah minute yeah. repeaters are a whole different level of watchmaker. Also, also, especially because of the tuning yeah you have, like, you have I, to I imagine things. that is the most you time have to tune consuming wires, you have to tune it's a lot gongs. you have a mechanism and you have to make sure if you're if you're if you're turning out a set amount of minute repeater watches if you're a patek if you're a, a, a Gigi Lecoute, you want to make sure that they're all tuned to the same frequency. Right. They have so to, they have to sound, have to sound the, same. the same. And I'm still going to say, like, there's gongs, there's chimes. Right. There's That's also right. different kinds. There's, there's, there's Patek makes uh, two different minute repeaters, and one of them goes off of literal church bells, and the other one is off of cathedral gongs. Right. Now, to me, a church and a cathedral is the same shit. But sure. But to Patek, it's to not. It's and not. they sure. certainly sound different. Yeah. Yes. Also, too, what, um, remember when we were talking to, um, to Rich sure. at Sotheby's and they were and they were breaking down the um This is Rich's fourth shout out. He's gonna love this. Yes. Yeah. Shout like, out to you, Rich. Shout out to Rich. Because <laughs> I know you listen to this on the drive home. So anything that we can do to keep you smiling and, and keep you and awake. Keep you, you safe and awake nights. on the road. Yes. We got you, my man. I mean also too the ladies <laughs> at Sotheby's as well. Um holding it down and giving the history lessons as well, because they're amazing. Yeah. Sure. Um but you know the minute repeater also served as not necessarily like an alarm clock, but it was at the time being a pocket watch. What you would do is you would hit that lever yeah, yeah. and you would see what time it is yes. without looking at it. It's also yes. very cool. Like when you when you can listen to a minute repeater and know what time it is. Exactly. It's like 
the feeling you get from it is like, oh, I was right. It's very nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, too, it could serve it could serve for somebody that's blind. Yes. Yeah, of um, shout out to Stevie Wonder. <laughs> oh Yo, but hold on. <laughs> Wait, what? I what? <laughs> I have this conspiracy that Stevie's not blind. But well, no. But, so on. did you see the photo of, of Stevie getting into? Yo, Stevie was getting in a van and he lifted his sunglasses up. There's a photo of that. He's trolling. There's also a photo of him taking yeah, a picture photo, with the camera. Yeah. He, that's <laughs> Where he's like, got a camera. He's like, click. He's trolling. I mean, he's, listen, I won't say Stevie's not blind. I'm just saying. <laughs> Conspiracy theories. Look, look, back to Minute Repeaters. <laughs> back to Minute Repeaters. A little fun. Thing, we having a little fun. The other thing you got to consider with Minute Repeaters, too, is that they have to, like you said, apparently got to be tuned to a certain frequency, but yeah. also... You gotta take into consideration what the cases are made out of, yeah. and how that can change and alter the sound. So yes, and and so I think they they they've yeah. got to be very cognizant and aware of the materials they're using, and and there's the frequency and how it sounds in the case. Yeah, Patek like literally just research, right? yeah, just dropped the advanced yes. research a couple months ago, and they literally put a tuning fork yeah. inside of the watch in between two super thin sapphire discs. Yeah. When you yeah. turn the watch over, you can see the wire that the gongs hit against to create yeah. noise, and it's insane. And wow. that small yeah. little mechanism. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's all mechanical. It's, it's insane. Yeah. So uh, I hope we answered your question, John. Um, the uh, watch encyclopedia here. I try. It's not going <laughs> to stick, though. It's not going to stick. Can't wait to see you next week, John. Uh, next question. Our boy, Derek Mon, uh, at The Minute Mon. The Minute Mon. On Instagram. And he says, <laughs> rank your highest priority. Rank your priority. Sorry. Rank your priority highest to lowest. Design, price, fit size, movement, strap options so this is what you consider yeah. how do you rank what's most important to you to what's least important okay design uh, okay strap fit movement price price is last for you yeah. you're a very wealthy man <laughs> uh explain that why I have to like it, first of all. Facts. I don't care what's inside of it. I have to like how it looks. That's yeah, number sure. one. Yeah. Number two, the strap is on, as we all know, extremely important to me. Mm -hmm. Because nine out of ten times, I'm probably changing it. Sure. Um, the fit and the size, I think that's obvious reasons, right? Yeah. If you put it on and it just doesn't work, it doesn't It doesn't work. work. Yeah. The movement... I'm tired of movement snobs. Who cares? Quartz, manual, automatic. Do you like the watch? Yes. Does it fit you? Yes. Can you afford it? Buy it. Does it tell time? It's yes. that simple. They all yes. do the same thing. Yes. Um, Price, I'm speaking from a point of money's not an option. There's not an object here. It doesn't matter. If you like it and you can buy it, just buy it. Yeah. Sure. For me, uh, if I'm ranking highest to lowest, uh, design comes first. Uh, fit and size comes next. Price is third. Movement. And then strap options. Strap options for me are last only because I can change it. Yeah. So I never really consider the strap or bracelet when I purchase a watch. Um, I'm looking. I mean, I, I do. I, if, it's, if it's on a great strap, that's a plus. If it's on a great bracelet, that's a plus. I'm in love with it. I'm a bracelet dude. I'm 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 all in, but those aren't deal breakers for me because I know I'm like 
I can swap it out. I can change it. I'll remix the bracelet on a watch or a strap. Like it doesn't bother me. Like my um, my vintage Omega Speedmaster, I don't wear on the original bracelet it came with. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. So I have like several bracelet options and several strap options for it. I swap it out. I just love the watch. Mm-hmm. Um, price is third for me because I'm I'm not wealthy. And so I do have to consider it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm an enabler. So. Yeah, he, he is. Uh, but I, I, I still I try not to go outside of my means. Um, you know, design comes first. I am I'm a, a lover of good design and aesthetics. It's very important to me. Um, fit and size are second after that because that's part of design for me. Mm-hmm. Right? So there's the how it looks, but then it's also like how does it look on my wrist. Yeah. And uh, that can make or break a watch for me. Um, movement is, is fourth. Um, you know, just... It's after design, fit size, after price, but before strap options. Um, because I am interested in movement. I, I don't discriminate against movements. I'll wear a quartz watch. I'll wear different kinds of movements. I just think they're interesting. I consider them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, I'll often like collect watches also based on the movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where I'm like, I just want this one in my collection because. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the reason why I wanted the, the vintage GP that I have is because the gyromatic. Yeah. I wanted a gyromatic movement, um, which I've discovered keeps immaculate time. Yes. For a watch that was made in the 60s. Yeah. Like, it's, it, it probably, out of all my watches, it probably keeps the best time, which is crazy. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, what about you? Um. I I kind of partner with Ben on on his um on like his order um but I think it's very unanimous like design always comes yeah, first. Yeah, I think that was a good one. For all sure. of, us, three of us. We just love how things look. I don't I, I don't think someone could wear a watch they thought was ugly. Yeah. I think people I think people would buy I a watch. I think Sean can just to say yes, 25 watches. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also too, but I mean beauty's Beauty's at the eye of the beholder, you know what I'm saying? I think maybe, I think, I do consider that there are those guys out there that are, uh, I mean, we do know that some of those guys, right? That they don't buy the watch because they love it, they buy it because they think other people do. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. And though they might not be ugly watches, they're not in love with it. Of and course. so I think there is that, yeah. where they don't consider design because they're considering, like, this, How is, they look this is the piece that I should have because of yeah. where I'm going, where I'm at, who I'm around. I think, I think, I mean, because you can find some people that, you know, fit and size is the first thing that they actually go for. No, I know those people, too. Um, or even still, like, I think this is a really good question because it is arguably, I think anything can come first, you know. Um, yeah, think about people who are just shopping with a budget, right? Shopping with a budget. They don't care about what they like more than the other. They care about what they like in that price range. Yeah. Facts. Um, you know, movement, strap options, like... Oh, I need a watch that's on bracelet only. Watches on bracelet only work for me. Or I don't want a leather strap. I prefer watches on bracelets. Yes. Yeah? I do. I'm a bracelet guy at heart. Yeah, you guys both I'll do a strap. No, you do. No, no he loves strap. straps. Yeah. I think the, I said it, I think I said this on like episode one or two. I think we were talking about Grand Seiko and when I made my famous meh. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I think the only brand 
that makes a good bracelet is Rolex. Yeah. Facts. I mean, I'm so straight as up. as he said that I'm like, looking yeah, at I saw it. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> like straight sure. up. And there's the like new, the, the new, polished and brushed the oyster new, bracelet, like the new Speedy bracelet nice. that Omega came out with. Fire. Probably second best. Second yeah. best. But I love an oyster but bracelet. It, but it, it's inspired by the making, Jubilee, though. You know. Yeah, I mean, so what? I don't think. No, any, I'm not, I don't think anything's wrong yeah, with that. I don't think anyone's making a better bracelet than Rolex. Period. And yeah, I don't think I agree with that. And I don't think anyone's making a second best bracelet than Omega. For sure. Period. For sure. One hundred percent. Cartier makes good bracelets. Nah. Oh, I, I disagree. No. I do I like think the Cartier bracelet makes on the Santos. I like the bracelet on the Santos. The Santos bracelet is good. It's not better than a, a Speedy bracelet. It's not better than a Speedy bracelet. No. I think they make good bracelets. That's the only. That's good the bracelet. only good bracelet. <laughs> the Santos. Yeah. Yeah. The, every yeah, other bracelet's true. odd. Yeah. <laughs> they make they make a that's good true. bracelet. They do. Yeah, they, they do. That's, that's true. probably ah, okay. Okay. Yeah, I already, okay. I already done? done that one. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so 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 the next question. This comes from at Mark on watches. This is Mark from Crown and Caliber. Shout out to Mark. Shout out to Mark. I'm a big fan of 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 his podcast and his network and what he does and. And he tunes into us and, and shares feedback all the time, and, and we appreciate him. Uh, he asks a good question: What hidden gem of a watch would you buy for yourself? Oh man, you guys know mine. What? Hidden gem of a watch. Hidden gem? What? I I'm love. Blanking. I love undone. Hidden gem? That's not a hidden gem, though. A hidden gem? Yeah. I mean, think about the price point. Think about because they do. Yeah, but they're they're known. You think they're known? Yeah. I don't think people know about Undone like they that. They do. Uh, I think so. I think if you're into watches, you do. If you, I mean, I guess I mean because I I wear my piece like I wear my Undone pieces, and people be like, "What is that?" But how many of those people only want Rolex, or only know the big brands? Well, you know something too. We're, uh, I mean, we're also jaded because of the volume of people that we see and that we speak to about watches. Mm -hmm. um, our, I think for the amount of people that we see that appreciate watches is definitely smaller than the people that actually, quote unquote, want watches. Sure, there's mm -hmm. that. So I think, I think I, me personally, I think I see through a different lens because I am on the other side of the counter. But, um, I mean, I, I, I would say hidden gem, or at least a hidden gem that I own, I would have to say Undone. I mean, I, I, you know, so Undone, I think they're owned by Seiko Corporation. Yeah, yes, they are. So they are Seiko watches. A lot of people do not know about Undone. Yes. I will concede to that. That is true. Um, I feel like if you are a Seiko fan, you do know about Undone. If you are someone who is who has a, a diverse appreciation for watches you do know about undone okay but there are a lot of people that truthfully speaking to your point do not know about them they've never heard of it they've never seen it they don't know what they do yeah and to be honest i'm always surprised by a lot of stuff that i see them do yes they they do that a variety of different things that did are you, that are kind of cool did you see that split second chrono i did not the uh the salmon dial mm -mm. no i didn't see that Brigade numerals. Send it to me. I would love to see. Send me a link. Drop that might link. be one that you have to own. The, <laughs> the, the timepiece that I. The time I'll check piece, it out. You can appreciate it without owning it. Don't I get. Yeah. I, I think you should own that one. Okay. That's a good one. I I gifted uh, Ben a. Um, yeah, I wore it on the show. Yeah. Nice. I know. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I do like that yeah. one. That one is nice. That's a good one. Yeah, the That's key a good one. one. Yeah. yeah. 
No, they and they had the they had the Kinsatori one that you, I wanted. You, yeah, you fell in love with that. It's fire. You're talking about it for days. It was good. Discovery. It sold out. I mean, I would have I would have bought that. Yeah, I would have bought that for sure. Look at that split second chrono. Um, for me, I uh, so for, in terms of a gem of a watch that I would buy for myself, there is one that's on my hit list. It's a Hoyer. I'm not a huge Hoyer fan. Not really a tag Hoyer guy. Uh, but for the vintage Hoyer Viceroy chronograph, I want one. Yeah, That is a gem of a watch I would purchase for myself. I think the history is super cool. You know, the, the connection with the cigarette company yeah. mm-hmm. is dope. I love the vintage advertising, gotta, especially gotta as someone who, who collects ads. vintage ads, uh, which I do. Um, all of that history. But also, I think it's a cool watch. Um, and so for me, the, the Hoyer Viceroy chronograph is that piece for me. I do want one. They are pretty affordable right now, but they have, over the last two years, been steadily climbing up. People are catching wind of them, and they're becoming... They're, they're becoming a collectible. Yeah. Um, so I think that wash is a gem, uh, an underrated gem that I would purchase for myself if I came across a really good one in, in fair condition. Nice. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. I'm taking a, a Crador locomotive. Okay. Which <coughs> I don't think is something a lot of people have even heard of, mm-hmm. let alone just the brand Crador. Yes. So, uh, Crador is a super high-end Japanese watch company. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually made in Grand Seiko's micro art studio. Crador as a brand probably puts out a handful of watches every couple months. Sure. Well, there was that minute repeater they did yeah. that we were talking about. Yeah. yeah. So, in the 70s, this is where it gets a little crazy. It's a Crador that's shaped like an octagon on a bracelet. Mm-hmm. Sounds familiar, right? Mm-hmm. Designed by Gerald Genta. Sure. Okay. Yeah. It's Sounds a like Genta, AP. Genta designed <laughs> Japanese watch. A Seiko AP. Basically. There we but go. But if you just Google Crater Locomotive, it looks nothing like an AP. Looks mm. nothing like a Nautilus. The the bracelet is so thin and tapered that it's in the middle of the case. Wow. Like there's no lugs. There's no nothing. The bracelet's attached onto it. it almost looks like a pocket watch with the bracelet added on. Mm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I do think uh, by way of the hype surrounding like people becoming more in tune with like uh, Gerard Genta's uh, contributions to mm-hmm. design, watch design, that a lot of the other things that he produced that people are discovering are going to yeah. be quite yeah. popular. I mean, the the, the, thing with the IWC Ingenieur yeah, well, I checked out after hanging out with Rafa yeah. is actually fire. Yeah, it the, is fire. The cool thing too about the the locomotive is that. If you want one, you basically still either have to go to Japan and hunt one down mm. or hit the Yahoo Japan auctions. There's like no other way to get one. Wow. And if you Google image search, there's not a lot of photos of them out there either. Mm. There's like Genta's original sketch of it and then a couple that have already come up for sale. So they came and went. There's not really much about it. Mm. So it's definitely, uh, it's a gem and it's definitely a hit. Well, Crater doesn't do very many pieces anyway. No, so I you never really they, see yeah, one in the U.S. You anyway. don't. So, you don't. I mean, if you ever see one in the wild, take a picture. Yeah, and you know that person must have a pretty crazy collection. Absolutely. Facts. Uh, moving along. From Hercali. He had a question, Tom, that he posted. Are we witnessing the height 
of the gray market? What do you guys think? I think it's a double-edged question. I think, mm -hmm. yeah, you're seeing it because we're obviously, there was a peak clearly, and we're seeing some stuff start to drop off. But the minute new stuff comes out, it's going mm -hmm. right back up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we haven't seen the height yet. I don't think we've seen the height either. I don't. I think you're gonna see. Some yeah, it's, it's gonna. gonna be it's, more. it's gonna. It's. It, I mean, listen. You're you talking about opening of like not an exhibition model. You're talking about like a physical left hand GMT. Upside down GMT, not left hand. <laughs> I was trying to be politically <laughs> correct. Upside down GMT. Sure. Um, you know what I mean? Like, once that piece. Like surfaced, eighty thousand dollars. Yeah, the watch retails for ten. Chill out. Crazy. You know what I mean? And like, we always talk about it all the time. You know, we we go to these auction houses and we speak to the guys at you know at the Sotheby's and the Phillips of the worlds and and those kind of things. And like, when we see the timepieces that these guys acquire, and just like where they open at, you know, it's. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. So it does merit those opportunities for people to go ahead and say, you know what? Charge 80K. Somebody going to buy it. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. It's like, it's you know insane. what, dude? I ain't mad at you. Yeah. I ain't mad at you. I don't think we've seen the height of it. I think we've just seen the start. Yes. I don't think that the height is an, an, an OP going for 40 well, yeah. just I, don't, I don't think that in I think, ever I think the ceiling. I think the ceiling is about well, to think about technology. I think, I, think, I, think, I think we will see a peak. I just don't think we're close yet. People, but listen, you still have people that can buy watches on Bitcoin, you have so many companies and so many brands that are opening up to say, you know what, we'll accept crypto, we'll accept this, we'll do NFTs, we'll sure. do this, we'll do that. So right now, because everything is so new, you know what I mean, this money isn't necessarily printed. Before, I mean, I've used, I've used crypto to buy watch. Yeah. Facts. You know what I mean? Like, so now you're not even printing money anymore. Now you're just like, you know, just putting dollars on a screen absolutely is 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 different yeah i don't think we've seen the height of it yet i think um what what, what the way i was kind of judge it too is by like the popularity of our podcast and what we offer being as niche as it is and as new as it is i think can directly correlate to what's happening in the industry yes um and i think it will get there very soon, but I don't think we've seen the peak yet. Mm -hmm. I think we're hitting a lull, a little bit of a spell. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to bump up. I think in all actuality, and I was talking to someone about this recently, I think it's going to mirror sort of what you see with crypto. Yeah. And I don't, we have not, I know for a fact we have not seen the peak in crypto. No. Like everyone's freaking out right now because it's, it, it's plummeted. But uh, in all actuality, you better be out there buying Yes. Seriously, because it's going right back up. Yeah. And as volatile as this thing is, it's going to shoot up to heights you've never seen uh, yeah. or thought about before. For sure. Uh, and I know quite a, we know quite a few people. We have friends. We have friends who are crypto millionaires. Yes. That are still telling us. Buy. Buy. Yes. yes. Buy. Yes. I had one friend who said, uh, I asked him, I said, what should I be buying? He told me explicitly, he said, buy this, this and this. And I was like, okay. He was like, it's like it's 1777 again. And you have the option to buy the U.S. dollar. Yep. Buy it. Yep. 
I was like, whoa. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like mine. You know what I'm saying? Gold. It's mining for gold. Yeah. So I don't think we've seen the peak. Um, I think it's close. But I think peak is like, I don't think peak is an OP selling for 20000 I think a peak is OP selling for six figures. Well, it did at one point. No, six it didn't. OP, no. Yeah, remember it was one eleven on. Um, it didn't sell for that. It though. didn't sell for that. No, no it didn't sell that. for that. But I'm I think the like, highest they got for it was like close to fifty. Yeah, probably fifty. Yeah, probably yeah. Like fifty. So didn't one sell for seventy in an auction. 70 no, it is it close to eighty? I think. Um, I think maybe I, we have to check that. I think it was a turquoise one. But if that that person that did that is it's stupid. I just saw one recently. The guy put on a jube. <laughs> oh yeah, he put on a jubilee. I was like. That's a turquoise OP? He's like, yeah. He was like, yeah, and you were like, no. I was like, on a jube? <laughs> he was like, yeah. No. So I was oh, like, boy. okay. <laughs> That's hilarious. It, it looked terrible. We do not want to. <laughs> yes. Next comes like But shout out to him. Uh, as long as he's happy, that's all that matters. Uh... We're nearing uh, completion. We'll see if we can get a couple more questions out. I want to hit this question up real quick uh, from our friend at Dr. Sterling. If you could pick any watch to give your son on his wedding day, what would it be and why? Um, so. Uh, you got a plan, though, right? <laughs> Electricians. If, <laughs> from my, so from my personal collection, I have something in the works that's also that's also in route. Um, oh, I know oh what this God. is. We just talked about this. Yes. Sure. Yeah. So okay. if if it were to be, and I I plan to share this on the show, um, it would be that. Um, of course, it would be a Rolex. Wedding day would have to be. It would have to be a Rolex. It would be a classic timepiece it would be a date just it would be um either a president or just uh time and date if you could pick any watch even something you don't own you still go with rolex if it's any watch that i could choose i would go with um i mean i would i would go with a patek 5119 6119 calatrava um I do any perpetual, um, just like a beautiful dress watch, maybe even a gondola. Gondola's fire. I think I would probably do a gondola. Okay. Respect. If but I if 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 I could hand some if I can hand something down and price didn't matter and I sure. owned it, protect. But you Cartier crash. <laughs> You're a nice father. I'm picking the crash. I'm not giving my son a Cartier crash unless I have to. <laughs> well, the, the whole the whole thing is that on my deathbed. Yeah, <laughs> get this when I go. If I if I gift them a crash, I sure. can say, "Let me hold that." <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm taking it back. Never. Yeah, you can do. I'm I'm, I'm not giving. It. I'm not putting in a position to I'm ask for it back. <laughs> Staying right here it. with me. Yeah. Till I I'm go. Respect to you though. Also, it's like I would wear a crash if I got married. So I think the whole thing is in fantasy land. If I'm getting married. As much as I love Patek, I want to crash on. I want to crash too. Crash and is my grill. I watch. think it could be this super like romanticized, like amazing idea. Like, oh my gosh, sure. my son wants an homage to his dad. He wants to wear a crash on his wedding day because I did it. You know, that's. I would um. 
think that's cute. For me, on his wedding day, I would want to give my son something that I wore. Yeah. Something that meant a lot to me. Um, and I had been thinking about this question, and I think it would be my vintage Tudor Oyster Day because my wife gifted that to me. And so that would be a piece I could never part with unless it were to hand it down. Mm. And it's a, it's a beautiful timepiece. I love it. I, I wear it all the time. Um, I do wear it to functions. It's a lot of fun. Strikes up conversation because it's a big rose tutor. Yeah. And people are not used to seeing that. They usually know it for the, for the shield. But you see the big rose tutor and then you see the Rolex crown. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what is that? Mm. That would be the one that I would, I would give to him on his wedding day um, because of how badly I wanted that watch. Yeah. I thought it was one of the coolest watches to have in a vintage collection. Wasn't Just it your first vintage watch too? No, it wasn't my first vintage watch, but it was, it was like my second or third. Um, but it was, it was the one I always wanted in terms of vintage watches. Like That is a watch that I could only part with under that circumstance. Mm. Like here, this you're gonna wear this for your wedding, and and you can you can hold it down. Yeah. Um. So that would be the one for me. Nice. Yeah. Uh, continuing on. Our friend Ricardo had a really good question. Ricardo said, uh, "A year from today, where do you see yourselves with the podcast?" Take a <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a really good question uh it's something i think about all the time uh i think first i see us with way more followers listeners viewers um i see us having um executed our own watch meets um I see us being a uh, a force in the industry, big players. It's mm -hmm. what I want to be. Absolutely. Um, I see us continuing to use our platform as a space to highlight and uplift underrepresented voices uh, to tell stories. Um to focus on the people that own these watches. Yes. I think that's kind of like what's unique about us that's unfolded over, it's been seven, eight months since we've mm -hmm. been doing this. It hasn't been very, very long. Um, and we're, we're at the point where we're nearing 20,000 streams. Um, so 20,000 views, listens uh, over the last eight months, which might not be a lot to some people, but is a hell of a lot to us and, and means a lot to us. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so we are very appreciative, even with all the questions that, that, that people have sent in. Um, but, you know, my thing for Risk Check Podcast was always just based around us and our friends having a safe space where we could express our affection yeah. for timepieces without judgment. Yes. Um, and for those that watch, too. You know, I mean, I think 
this is a hobby that we all love and we share and, and can be incredibly serious. And it's fun to be serious, but it's also fun to have fun. Yeah. And I think as long as a year from now we're still having fun, um, I consider it a success. Um, hopefully, and I believe we will be generating uh, more revenue <laughs> to where we can do this full time. That's the dream a year from now, yes. that this is a full time job. Yes. Uh, speaking to you all. Um, but at the very least, uh, if we are having a good time and our, our viewers and listeners are having a good time and enjoying it, it's worth it. Yes. Um, it's worth it. And I think some of the stuff that we've seen so far to me uh, has been incredibly eye-opening in understanding the impact that we are making. You know, when I have friends, colleagues um, who thought that this wasn't a space that they were invited to participate in, now reaching out to me and saying, hey, I just purchased my first timepiece. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, that means a lot. Yes, it does. You know what I'm saying? Um, to be able to get some of the guests that we've had on our show in such a short time. We haven't even been doing this a year. Uh, I'm so appreciative that people recognize uh, and appreciate what it is that we bring to the table. Um, it makes me feel really good. Um, so as long as we're in that space and we're continuing to, 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 to push the envelope there and craft our own narrative, I'm happy, I'm proud. Um, but yeah, we'll be, hopefully we'll be a big player, you know, uh, you know, maybe Hodinkee will give us a follow. Uh, I love that they like. I love that they like our, our photos, like and, photos and, and videos. But uh, don't push that button. Uh, but it's you crazy. know, you can give us a follow, Hodinky. <laughs> we would we would appreciate it. We love you guys and what you do. And uh, I'm not saying that just <laughs> to cause any, you know. But you know, it's okay. And no, truthfully speaking, Start like you know, they are the big players in this field, and and to be acknowledged means a lot. And I think uh, one of the things that we're looking for is just more acknowledgement. And we're getting it, so I can't be spoiled, right? Like, we've been in a situation for the last couple of weeks where, like, we're having conversations with, like, Sotheby's and Phillips and AP. And they're like, come out, hang out with us, engage with us, talk to us. We want to meet you. We love what you're doing. And I would have never imagined that all of this would have happened so soon. So super appreciative. Um, More of that. I hope we continue to inspire more people uh, to participate yes. in the hobby. Um, it's a lot of fun. You learn a lot. And we've met so many great people. And, and that's been like the icing on the cake is these relationships and these friendships that I now have. You know, even meeting like John. You know what I'm saying? Like John watched the podcast and like came to visit me at my job and was like, yo, I just want to meet you. And like, and we talked and hit off, and now we're, like, best friends. Like, we get yeah. lunch together all the time. We fucking trade watches. Like, that's my guy. He ditched me for dinner last night. <laughs> well, John is a single he man, and he's got, uh, yeah, he's, he's, man. he's got he's got to play the field. 
Uh, so, but, uh, you know, and then like our relationship with Ricardo, with Jason from Complecto, having met Tiffany and Nora from Odinky, um, the people we've met from Phillips, Beth T, uh, Dana, Richard, Richard, you know what I'm saying? Like the list goes on. We've met so many incredible people in the last eight months and made so many connections that I'm having the time of my life. Yes. So, you know, if anything, it's, um, you know, bigger and better things, but also like a continuation of, of the experience. Like it's been really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's my take on it, at least. That was very long winded. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah, Rashawn and I second that motion. Harry <laughs> <laughs> yeah. went ahead and took the uh, sucked the air out of the room. Oh, no. Um, but yeah, so shout out to Ricardo. And um, I think we might have room for one more question. Uh, you guys can look through the list and choose the question. I've chose all the questions tonight. Which which one which one uh, you guys want to pick? Um, I gotta give a shout. This will out be the last question. I gotta give a shout out to my guy uh, John McClain. Shout out to John McClain. So we both know John. We've yes. known John for years. John is a friend of ours, based out of Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, he was in town recently too. Unfortunately, I did not get to get dinner or drinks with him, but. Uh, he is getting married and has a wedding coming up, and I will be in attendance, so I'll get to see him then. Uh, but John hit us with a question, and it's he, he, he asked, what's a reliable source for vintage watches? Uh, I would rephrase that question. I said, who is a reliable source Yes, for vintage watches? Because it is about who you know. Yes. Um, that might be unanimous, folks. I think it is. I think. I think the answer to that question is Get Bezel. <laughs> Shout out to Get Bezel. Uh, so Get Bezel is a, a new company that's popped up on the scene. They are sort of the stock X of watches. If you know anything about stock X and how important they are to streetwear and sneaker culture, uh, the way stock X works is if you're a seller, you have a pair of highly coveted sneakers or an accessory. Uh, someone purchases it. For a price that, that's agreed upon, the product is sent to StockX. They verify that it's authentic. The money sits in escrow. And then once it's authenticated, there's a swap. And so this is what Get Bezel is doing, essentially. Uh, we know some of these guys. I met them while I was in Miami hanging out with Bryn. And um, I think it's a brilliant idea. It kind of... Um, it builds upon what Chrono 24 was doing. And I've purchased watches on Chrono 24, um, which is cool. I've had pleasant experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, but it takes it a step further in that the third-party company or platform that you're using is part of the process of verifying that the watch is authentic and real, uh, which adds a, an extra level of security. Yes. Uh, so I would check out Get Bezel, personally. Uh, I think Watchbox is another one. We have some friends there. Yep, shout out to Watchbox. Uh, so Watchbox is cool. They don't really sell a whole lot of vintage watches, mostly modern pieces. Yes. Uh, but they do have some 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 older pre-owned yeah. pieces. Um, uh, a but, person that, sorry to cut you off, but yeah, no, go a ahead. person that I respect in the vintage watch space too, and I know the three of us do actually, is Eric Wynn. Facts, so yes. Wynn if, vintage. if you want to purchase a vintage watch, and you've got some coin to spend, and you want it to be super verified, you want that stamp mm-hmm. of approval that means something, mm-hmm. 
you are going to purchase a watch from Eric Wynn. Eric, Eric Wynn's stamp of approval means a lot. Yeah. Top He's tier. top tier, incredibly knowledgeable about all things vintage, incredibly passionate mm-hmm. about vintage watches. And to say you purchased a watch from Eric is a big deal. Yeah, that gives you points. It does give you points. So Eric Wynn is someone I would, I would definitely reach out to if you were looking for a vintage piece. And to be honest, he is one of the people that will have the highest success rate in sourcing whatever your request is. Everything he has is like, it's either original owner or the absolute best condition Facts. anything that you're looking Hands for. Hands down. There's sure. no ifs, ands, or buts. Sure. None whatsoever. So this has been a lot of fun. This was new for us. Uh, I hope you all out there in, uh, in TV land and radio land enjoyed this. Uh, for those questions, we did not answer tonight because of time. Uh, we will go back after this episode airs, and we will answer your questions in the comment section. Yes. Uh, so we will get back at you. Uh, none to fear. Uh, we are here, uh, and we appreciate you all. Obviously, we couldn't get to all the questions. Uh, this episode is titled 21. It wasn't exactly 21. It was way less, but <laughs> we anticipated that because we knew this, this, a lot of this stuff would spark up some debate and some conversation, which was intended. And uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, you can find us at Pod on Instagram. You can also find us on Spotify at Podcast, audio and visual. We're on TikTok. We're also on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and you can watch our videos on YouTube um, at Rich Tech Podcast. So this has been fantastic, and uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, My name is Perry. I'm Ben. And I'm Rashawn. And we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. Deuces.